0: You're listening to the Seen and Solved podcast brought to you by Hubbard Hall. Better results, less chemistry.
1: So welcome to this edition of Seen and Solved. I'm Tim Pennington, and today we're joined by Molly Kellogg, the CEO and chairwoman of the sixth generation led Hubbard Hall specialty chemical company. Ironically, mission now is Less Chemicals for their customers. And and one of the first questions I want to ask you, Molly, is how does a chemical company use that as a motto of, of selling less chemicals? It just sometimes doesn't make sense, but I'm sure there's a reason behind it.
0: Yeah, and Tim, I'd like to think of it as more than a motto, but really a mission. And it's we're in a unique position being I'm a sixth generation family member by business. We're going to be 175 years old next year. And so I've really been thinking about what it means to be an evergreen business to be sustainable and looking around at our current world thinking about the next generation to to hopefully take over for me i feel like we've got a real responsibility to leave the planet our communities our manufacturing world in a better shape than we found them and you know the other funny reality about the products that we sell so we're selling specialty chemicals into surface finishing and manufacturing Nobody really wants to use what we sell, but they have to because you can't use metal in a durable goods environment without it going through pretty rigorous chemical process. You know, it's got to be cleaned. You've got to worry about rust. You've got to have a decorative or functional finish all these things. Nobody wants to use them. So thinking about what our purpose is for our business, I'd really like to help our customers get those better results. Use less chemistry. Maybe it's less complexity. All in all, just shrinking the process. so They're able to do more with less.
1: Right, well, let's take a step back because i I look at Hubbard Hall as a company not just selling chemicals, let's just say that, uh, but more of an expertise in this industry, right? Going in and helping shops and companies better better streamline their operation, maybe work out the kinks, but also offer better solutions, better ideas of how to do things. I hear that more and more when I talk to some of your field people. They go in, they see certain things, they say to the owner, you might want to tweak this a little bit the way you've got this set up. So, so really, you know, like I said, I, I see you all as more providing the expertise. Chemicals are second, right? You've got those in your back pocket, but yeah. it is the expertise, right?
0: It is the expertise. And I also think that that drive to always be better and to help our customers improve it, it dovetails with what we're trying to do internally, as a company that's embraced lean, always looking for continuous improvement, taking waste out of the process. Same thing when we get to our customers and looking at the challenges they have. And we really love, we really love the sort of the difficult to solve. We love the challenges that other people have been able to solve. And that's what gets our people up in the morning, gets them tank side, and they're trying to make it better for the customers.
1: That's one of the things I hear a lot because you know some of these shops are getting. They're being asked to do much more through their own customers, right? They're getting more substrates, different substrates, different challenges, different type of uh, components. The parts are are, are machined a lot differently. And so, yeah, that's something I think that uh, I totally agree with you, that it's it's seeing that tank side that they can help that customer get through it and move on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And back to it being, you know, a a mission versus a motto. I was talking to Robin deal whom you've interviewed before Mm -hmm. and a problem she was asked to solve for a customer on the waste treatment side, you know, identified what the issue was upstream. It was a cleaner, that was the chelating. So she solved that. We never sold a drop of chemistry in there. Like we solved it. They were fixed. Their discharge was fine. And you know, that's, that's, uh, that was a wonderful thing to do. And I think um, the more we can go in and, and be seen as a resource that really wants to help our customers, the better.
1: Right, right. Let's talk about the, the challenges with that internally, externally. Uh, when you're going in, and trust me, I I, I would agree that a lot of uh, shops are just saying, "What chemicals do you have to fix this problem?" Right. And then you have to explain to them that's not the solution, really. Sometimes. But what challenges do you face internally and externally with that uh, with that approach?
0: No, that's a good question, Tim. You know, internally. Um, <laughs> people, people think I'm a little crazy about this. I'm, you know, tilting at windmills like Don Quixote because I'm saying let's go, let's go do more with less, let's sell less. Um, and so, as we our internal resources align for that, like salespeople, they want to earn commission on what they sell. How do we evolve a model that rewards them for really driving value to the customer? So that's the internal side. And then, even at the customer side, we're going to be pushing change because maybe you've got to think about doing things differently, whether it's. A different type of chemistry? Is it adding equipment? Uh, is it adding technology? All these different things. And that's hard in any kind of manufacturing environment. It's hard when people are really busy or maybe there's a labor shortage. It is now. So we're, what we're asking them to do is really take a step back, think differently about their operations and make a change. So change throughout the process here at Hubbard Hall, at our customer site, and it takes patience, being really focused on that goal to keep driving towards that.
1: Right, right. And I've seen uh, in talking to some of the people that you have out in the field, uh, the Hubbard Hall technical teams, it is almost uh, sometimes taking an addition by subtraction uh, approach, uh, and looking at it more holistically uh, from beginning to end of what, you know, what the line is asked to do. What, what are they using? And then looking in, at, at all these different steps to try to solve, to solve a problem. And instead, a lot of it is taking something out. And, and you don't need this anymore. It's, co- it's causing more problems than it's good. And, and actually, you know, getting back to chemicals, of you all having, I, I would consider them smarter chemicals, right? They're doing more, the smarter products, they're doing more than what they had 15, 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, and I was just actually looking at some videos for a presentation I have to do next week, and it was about one of our products, the the Oqueous 2289. So it's an MSA-based cleaner, and it cleans and deoxys in one step. So this notion of, you know, of taking complexity, reducing the number of steps, and getting it down to one or two. So we're always looking on an R&D side. How can we look at different molecules, different ingredients in our products so that we can deliver better with less. And, you know, sometimes that's a single product. Looking at products that work at lower temperatures, anything that's, you know, consuming more resources as manufacturers produce, um, we're looking at ways to help them to minimize that.
1: Right. Uh, great example of the Aquis. Any other examples you, you can kind of uh, re- recall of uh, how you all have taken that approach of uh, not really just, you know, prescribing you know more product for them but actually looking at a whole holistic uh, uh, solution that might help them
0: yeah a couple of different things and they they're really focused around the cleaning products so one is our aquis infinity and this is a membrane system and we like to say it's not your father's membrane because it's made of sintered metal not ceramic so what this does is lets users recycle their cleaners and recoup 30 to 70% and get better results so the cleaner products were taking a lot of the junk out And then we're also working with a company called Brighton Surface Technology, looking at data, really measuring cleanliness on a part, which traditionally has been more subjective. And you say, oh, is this clean? Okay, let's move it on and let's dump my tank. Now, by using this technology and reading cleanliness on a part we can say okay we know it is clean it's objective we know it's going to fail after two or three or four weeks and therefore we can alter our dump cycle and and use less chemistry so those are all those are some of the newer ones that we're looking at and trying to figure out what markets they fit because they don't work for every application but that's an interesting to me those products you've got chemistry you've got some equipment if you look at the membrane and you've got technology so really in the future Wrapping those three things, I call them three legs of a stool, I think are going to be important in how we come up with the next types of products.
1: Right, right. I read a statistic the other day that said, I think it was close to 80% of all aluminum that's ever been created and close to 75% of all steel that's been created is still in use today across the world, which is great, right? It's, uh, you not you're not using resources like that. But how does this, the uh, UL's program fit into, you know, most, um, you know, environmental, social governance uh, programs because I know a lot of larger corporations have that and they press it all the way down even to their suppliers who are giving them parts of making sure that they're they're you know they're they're not taxing the, the environment as much and they're being more prudent in, in what products they use. So how does that fit into the larger scheme of things?
0: Well I think it goes back to being a family business and a sixth generation business. So how are we operating? How are we impacting our community? On the environmental side we've talked about consuming, helping our customers use less resources to make what they need. And then beyond that, are how are we trucking chemicals through communities? How are we working with um, our people to make sure that we've got an inclusive and progressive culture? So all those things which, you know, become buzzwords. So I kind of hate talking about them. But if I really think about, you know, the business, it needs to reflect, what I believe in who I am. And then hopefully the people who work for us and the next generation of people are going to work for us. So I take it, take it really seriously and wake up every day thinking about how do we do better and whether that's on the chemistry side, whether that's how our people work for us, but it's, I really do take a holistic approach to our business because we've got this wonderful business, we've got this wonderful platform to do good in the world. That was a, um, not an exact quote, but the ex CEO of Pepsi. I can't remember her name right now. But at the end of the day, she said, "What does she want to do? She wants to do good." Um, so that's what I want to do with our little chemical company up in New England, and and try to make the world a little bit better. And I think back to, does this make sense? So is this going to be a viable business model? Well, you know, if I were DuPont or Dow and had conquered most of the world, it probably wouldn't be a very good strategy, and my board would have exited me by now. But we're a small company. I think there's a lot of manufacturers out there that we haven't met that we can help. So I do see using less as a growth strategy, as as uh, you know, counterintuitive as that sounds.
1: So Molly, thank you for joining us again. And if anybody wants more information, they can go to your website, hubbardhall.com, or they can certainly reach out and talk to one of your technicians or representatives, who I'm sure will give them all the information they need to really, like I said, use less chemicals and get more production out of it.
0: Thank you, Tim. The Scene in South podcast is brought to you by Hubbard Hall. For more podcasts, visit HubbardHall.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Be sure to like and subscribe, rate and review, and join us on social media.